You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback as well as ebook form. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, type in Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner and the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Today's conversation is with a number one best-selling business author from the book 2018. That's Susan White. And just so everybody gets clear, the book we're referencing today is the book with the emerald green color. It's volume two. And we're really honored because Susan White has decided to author in both of the books, the blue one from 2017 and the blue one from 2018. So she's a really big rock star in in the author world. And I want to say, business folks, I am so glad that you're here. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm the host for today and the creator of that number one best-selling annual business book series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Also a number one best-selling author right alongside with Susan. And by day, I'm a master business coach. I help business owners transform their businesses to shine brightly. So here's the scoop, everyone. Today, we're really honored to have our 2018 number one bestselling business author, Susan White, with us. And she brings us a, a really cool background that we don't have from any of our other authors. She is a therapist. And she has the opportunity to look at things and dissect them in ways that we haven't even thought of. So we're so thrilled that you're here today. Welcome, Susan White. Thank you, Maggie. I'm happy to be here with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're in for such a treat. So everybody, Susan, and why I'm saying Susan White is in the Emerald Green book, which is 2018's version. Susan is one of two Susans that are authoring. So I will continue to say Susan White to keep it really clear which Susan we're referencing. Susan, you you took us into a really cool conversation in your chapter, which is the eighth one titled, Are You Willing to Be Successful? And you delivered a fabulous chapter because your conversation, it was like designed to be a conversation with the um, reader about their willingness and how it intertwines with success. And you did it in a really cool way because you interviewed several small business owners and talked to them about it. So it became really relevant to us as readers. So I wanna say thank you for that. Thank you, Maggie. And now I wanna say, okay, you, you wrote this crystal clear message about the willingness of being successful. But I bet you have more that you'd like to share with us today, don't you? 
Well, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, um, willingness is such a key component in terms of how I look at things. When I communicate with my husband, we often ask each other, are you willing to um, stop and pick up uh, a gallon of milk as opposed to please do that or do that for me or we're out of milk or whatever. So that's how, how focused we are about being willing at our home. And I am such, I'm going to reveal my psychology geek today because I am reading the most fabulous book. It's just fascinating to me. It's called The Act of Will, W-I-L-L, exactly what we're talking about. And it's written by a, um, an MD, an Italian MD by the name of Roberto Asagioli. And that's a mouthful, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> the Act he, of Will. The Act of Will by Roberto Assagioli, A-S-S-A-G-I-O-L-I, -S 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 for those of you who would like to check it out. Thank you. Uh, Roberto Assagioli is the father of something called psychosynthesis. And psychosynthesis is um, about parts, variable parts of who we are. For example, the dynamic of being able to be um, thoughtful and thoughtless. The dynamic of being able to be um, dedicated and lackadaisical. We human beings are not just one component and we can we can describe ourselves using one word, but the truth is that doesn't eliminate the polar opposite. And Roberto Assagioli is the person that created this philosophy, this modality of psychosynthesis. That's why it's so exciting that I found this book, The Act of Will, and it's 193 pages about willingness. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. It's way cool. It's way cool. I see that I'm going to awaken the psychology geek in you as well. You sure are. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So there are four aspects to will. And the first one is one that we're all pretty, pretty um, familiar with when we think about will. What's the first thing you think of, Maggie, when you think about will? Uh, eagerness strong will. We yeah. often hear about people being strong-willed, and that's actually the very first aspect of the um, um, way that he lays this out here. <clears throat> so a willing self is something that is a strength in somebody, and from a an individual perspective, it might be somebody who is um, going to do something no matter what, under any circumstances, even in the face of, of uh, evidence that it might not work out, they're going to do it. Um, an individual, for example, who's a workaholic and works nonstop. That's an example of strong will. Um, Oh, I see I see it because it could be 
um, even though there's all these other great needs out there, they're still doing whatever it is work is for them and, and it doesn't matter what else is occurring. Exactly. Strong will. From a leadership standpoint, it could be an autocratic leader, somebody that just leads and says, this is the way, it's the only way, and I won't hear of anything else. Okay. So um, Asagioli writes, strength is one, only one of the aspects of this particular form of will, and when dissociated from others, it can be and often is ineffectual or harmful to oneself or other people. So we think about strong-willed, and while that might be a desirable characteristic for some things, it can actually be ineffective or harmful. So that's the lowest form of will, if you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number, number two is the skillful will. And the skillful will is actually taking the path uh, most traveled. For example, in business, it might be somebody who is going into business and um, enters into a franchise situation. So there's some risk in doing that, but the risk is reduced because the franchise has taken care of the branding aspect and the aspect of how to do things. Um, one can take advantage of an already existing kind of means that has been put in place before. And um, it's, it's the skillful piece that has been determined already and it's been laid out so it reduces the risk of mm, failure and it produces a specific action or a condition that a person is aiming for. Okay. So that's number two, the skillful will. Isn't this fascinating that, that this person, Asagioli, has just taken and laid out will according to these four aspects? Well, I can't wait to hear what the other two are, and then I'm going to have questions and comments galore, you know. <laughs> that's great. That's great. The third one is the good will. And this is actually... Uh, based on the law of action and reaction and the law of rhythm and equilibrium. And it's a general welfare kind of a will that we put into place with the understanding that if we do something, we're going to receive something. So the goodwill would be like the golden rule where you treat somebody the way you want to be treated and you're going to receive that back. Okay. That would be an example of the thinking behind goodwill. Um, it's necessary both for the general welfare and for our own, that our own will be good as well as strong and skillful. So the two components, strong and skillful, play into the good will. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. Otherwise, we end up with characters like in the comics, Lex Luthor, the evil guys, the villains. Exactly. And in the book, it actually refers to examples from Caligula to Rasputin to Hitler because 
there was absolutely no goodwill in terms of what they were doing and how they were doing it. Yet they were strong and they had skillful will. Autocratic leaders. Right. Right. So the fourth component, fourth aspect is the transpersonal will. And this is exciting because the, the three people that I interviewed in my chapter are actually using transpersonal will and I didn't even I didn't even know it. I didn't recognize it. I didn't know it. But this is it's a it's a way of being that aligns with your values and self-actualization. And it's the highest level of will that Asagioli determined there is. What he what he said is there's a concern with values, consciousness, peak experiences, mystical experiences, essence, wonder, and ultimate meaning. Wow. That's what I say. Again, <laughs> I didn't realize that each person that I had interviewed actually uh, had trans transpersonal will in terms of their own willingness. Oh, geez, this is fully loaded. Definitely. Definitely. So we can do a couple things, Maggie, and I'll have you I'll have you decide what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. <laughs> um, we can either talk about the qualities of the will, because he goes on to discuss the seven different qualities of the will, or we can actually go into the chapter and I can give you some examples of where willingness and transpersonal willingness is a component of the people I interviewed. Which would you like to do? Ooh, um, I want to do both, yet we have not enough time to do that. So this is what I'd like to do. I think it may be more advantageous if we would go ahead and look at the seven qualities because as our listeners are listening to this and they can re um, replay it again as they're reading the chapter, they'll be able to see the, the different points you're referencing about uh, the, the individuals you interviewed for your chapter. Great. I wish we had more time because then we could do both, but I know that we're limited on the amount of time that we have. Or Susan, we could even do that next time. We could. And I'd be glad to do that because by then I will have completed the book. Because <laughs> this, is, this is not an easy read for me, but it's a fascinating read. Oh, I imagine it, it gets a little deep at times, right? very deep and I have to keep rereading different sections and then I take time to actually contemplate what I've read and how it applies to what I already know and what I already understand about will. You see my very simple um, definition of willingness was all about being inclined to, prepared for, or choosing. So I was very low functioning in terms of what 
what I was thinking about in terms of will, although I function in terms of being willing at a transpersonal level, that highest level. Well, I do know that that is true about you. Mm. So, so let me talk oh, about love, the qual. Oh, excuse me. I, I Go love ahead. that because in the chapter, the way you wrote it, not everybody is is ready for transpersonal will. So I, I think it was a great read. And now if people would go back and read it after they hear more about these qualities, I bet it, they're going to see it very clearly. I hope so. I hope so. Wonderful. Let's so, do the seven qualities of will. The seven qualities, the very first one, and, and I want to lay this out too in a, um, in a structure so you can understand that Asagioli's, um, every time I say that, I want to sing it. Asagioli. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so musical. He, he determines that will is the internal internal desire as opposed to the external circumstances, the conflict between those two. That's how he determines the definition of will right from the start. So that's a whole other podcast on its own, isn't it? Oh, oh yes. I agree with that. Inspiration versus motivation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Motivation is actually one of the uh, components here. So one is energy. Willingness has energy that's a dynamic power and is very intense. That's the very first one. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that one. The second is mastery okay. and consists of control and discipline. Okay. Three, concentration, which is one-pointedness, attention, and solo-focused. Number four is determination, decisiveness, resoluteness, and promptness. Number five is persistence and consists of endurance and patience and motivation. I'm sorry, number, number five? Is persistence. Thank you. Which consists of endurance, patience, and motivation. Okay. And number six is initiative, taking the initiative, which requires courage, and daring. Okay. For some reason, mm -hmm. I, I think of Stacy Cott when I think about this. Her, her face just kind of lights up right next to it, taking <laughs> initiative. <laughs> That'll be and great. Number, Everyone will love reading that now. <laughs> number seven is organization, integration, and synthesis. And while I've actually 
read these off right from the book, there's a correlation that I, I see here based on what I learned in basic management 101, planning, organizing, directing, staffing, and controlling. I see a correlation between those. So the application of willingness and its components to business is huge. Oh, I am 100% with you. And I find it very fascinating that you went there to Management 101 because as you were saying this, I was thinking of many blog posts I've created over the years touching on these different points, but I immediately went to Management 101 as well. It makes sense for business people to do that because of the way that willingness is laid out in terms of the qualities that willingness requires. And if you're not willing to excel, um, you might as well get a J-O-B. Correct. Correct. And this is not about being um, an order in which willingness takes place. This is not about um, it being you're in this position of concentration or a position of persistence. They work together. There's, an, a, there's a balance achieved between all these different components of willingness. So there, oh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. The only thing I can think of very quickly is that they, they're, they're different parts of the same dance. Different exactly, which is perfect because remember what Roberto Asagioli is known for, psychosynthesis, coming up with this psychological um, concept that we human beings are designed to have various aspects of ourselves and that they all work in harmony together, even though they may be polar opposites. Oh, right, right, right. So that would make sense that, that he's come up with these qualities of the will and they're mutually exclusive but they're not intended to work in an isolated state. They're intended to work together. Oh, well, I, I see that very clearly. And perhaps it's more so not in the seven qualities themselves, but in the descriptors. Yes. I can see that there is a dance to that. Yes, most definitely. A beautiful dance. Well, sure. An elegant dance. Right, right. Because you can be decisive all day long, but what are you doing with that decisiveness or what prompted it? And chances are it's either one of the seven qualities or the descriptors. Correct. This, this is a cool book. I'm going to... I'm going to have to get another book now. Darn it. 
Once I'm done reading it, I'll be glad to lend it to you. Oh, thank you, thank you. This is neat because I I agree with this list from my experience of working with um, entrepreneurs and small business owners for the last 15 plus years that every one of these seven qualities is required from us on a consistent basis. And that's, that's the hard part is we got to show up in a, a state of excellence. We do. We do. That's why willingness is so important. And now when I think about willingness, I can even identify where I am in terms of willingness. Am I being my strong willed self and just doing what I think should be done in a, in a vacuum? Or am I being uh, more of a goodwill person, you know, that which really benefits everybody and hopefully will have a beneficial outcome? Oh my gosh. Okay, you just cracked open a wide nut. And I think we know what we'll be talking about over the next few podcasts we have going on because this is important for us to understand why why we feel like we have to wear so many hats. Definitely. And we do have to wear a lot of hats because we we are uh, all encompassing in terms of running our businesses and managing our businesses and, and being our businesses on behalf of them. Yes. Yes. Oh, bravo. Thank you for bringing this body of wisdom forward with our listeners today. It was always my intention to focus on the willingness aspect of are you willing to be successful as opposed to the component of success because anyone can talk about success but the willingness aspect is huge and nobody talks about that well um i'm, I'm sitting here just astonished because you are exactly correct and that's why I love that you addressed willingness in the book because everybody wants to define success, but nobody's talking about what we're willing to do to achieve whatever success means to us. And exactly. And you introduce that and now you bring a whole nother layer to this and give us some framework to go ahead and understand how we are showing up or how we may not be showing up and why we may be frustrated with some of the results or lack of that we are experiencing. Exactly. Ooh, okay, I want to talk more about this, but I guess we don't get to, and I'm sure our listeners are going to have questions for you. So I sure um, hope so. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry, I need to wrap us up, Susan. <laughs> oh, I understand. Okay. Um, but I'm going, listeners, I want you to listen because there's a way that you can communicate with Susan and ask her questions. So listeners, right now you can learn more and engage with our number one best-selling business author, Susan White. Start by reading chapter eight in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And we're talking about volume two, the green cover one. And Susan has 
an invitation at the bottom of her author's page, which is at the end of the chapter. It's to help you and your business's performance. So go check it out. Take her up on that offer. You'll be amazed. Plus, she also has some social media handles so you know how to connect with her and follow her. So here's something that's really cool. And this is what everybody's going to just be thrilled with now that you gave us some really deep information to be with. Right now, listeners, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Susan White by going to the book's free app on your app store and type in Brilliant Biz Book. All one word, Brilliant Biz Book. And then go to Ask an Expert and you'll see Susan White's name. Click on it, type in your question, send it, and I bet she'll reply back. Won't you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. So feel free to send any question you have to Susan. She will follow up with you. And Susan, I want to thank you today for your time and wisdom sharing. This was fabulous. And you're right. You got my geek on. <laughs> thank you, Maggie. I, I appreciate being with you as usual. Okay. Wonderful. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.